The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I am Kisa Morrow, and with me, as always, is Mary Preston. Mary, tell us a bit about yourself before we get deeper into today's topic. Hello, everybody. I'm Mary Preston. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a life coach, and I work with mental health professionals who are experiencing burnouts. And uh, Kisa, talk to us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Kisa Amaro. I'm a certified health coach, and I help ambitious moms get control of their food cravings by going beyond the nutrition to develop a healthy relationship with food and themselves. Fantastic. And before we start our podcast, I want to just let you all know that the next round of my challenges starts on November 5th. We're doing the five days to start loving your body again challenge, and it's been really, really helpful. So we start November 5th. Join me on my Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. And then, of course, of course, you should, if you are not already, be in our Facebook group for the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa. So go uh, search that up and join us. Yes, do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. On to our topic of the day, which is why you should stop trying. So, yes, I know that sounds a little funny, but we're going to talk about what happens when we try to do something and putting I'm putting quotations in the air when we try to do something, why trying isn't working and what to do instead. And we're going to talk about what happens when you commit and we're going to talk you through how to commit to something. So, Kesa. Get us yes. started. Let's talk about why trying isn't working. Okay, let's talk about it. So your friend invites you to a barbecue and you respond with, we'll try to make it. Um, mm. With that response, do you think you are going? No. Probably not. <laughs> I'm not going if I've said that. I'm not going. Uh, what if you respond, we'll be there. And even maybe like, what can I bring? Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think you'll make it? Uh, most likely, right? Yes, you'll be there. So what about the thoughts that run through your head when you decide to start eating healthy? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something like, I'll try to eat more veggies, I'll try to eat, I'll try not to eat too many cookies, or I'll try to resist the popcorn at the movie theater. These thoughts don't seem mm -hmm. too convincing to me. Uh, you don't need to say it out loud. You only need to think it. Mm -hmm. So you feel the difference when I say, I'll try to get up early and run tomorrow morning versus I'm getting up early tomorrow to go running. You can feel the confidence in the second versus the first, which leaves room for interpretation and excuses. Yep. So by... By saying you'll try means you'll make an attempt, but you are not for sure going to do it no matter what. 
you'll set your alarm early, but you might just shut it off and go back to sleep if you're not feeling it. Because mm-hmm. I've done that many times. Believe many me. times. <laughs> <laughs> we all have. Um, if you look up the word try in the dictionary, you'll come up with to make an attempt. When you make an attempt, you are not committing to the action. You're simply putting in some sort of effort. So when we use the word try in our thoughts and our language, we are suggesting that we will make an attempt at something, leaving chicken exit, sorry, chicken exits or excuses for you to not complete the action. I love that term, chicken exits. I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, you haven't? Oh, okay. no. Chicken exits. <laughs> Yeah, it's like room, room to get out, right? Room to yeah, room to not run and leave, leave the scene. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we want you to stop trying. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are just out. right. Uh, we want you to stop trying to lose weight. Stop trying to exercise more. Stop trying to get more sleep at night. Uh, stop trying to meditate every day. We want you to stop all of this. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Right now. Now, if we are asking you to stop all the things, you are probably thinking that you'll just go crazy and become a lethargic heathen who eats (laughs) all the food on the couch while binging on Netflix and staying up till 3 a.m. No, guys, this is not where we are going. We have an alternative solution for you. So instead of trying, we want you to commit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, the C word. Yep, commit. <laughs> instead of trying a new meal plan, commit to it. Yep. Instead of trying a new exercise routine, commit to it. Instead of trying to find some alone time every day, commit to it no matter what. The dictionary. The dictionary definition defines commitment as to carry out or perpetuate, pledge or bind to a certain course or solution, and to be dedicated to something. Yep. You can see how commitment is different than trying. Making an attempt at something versus being dedicated to something and to carry out or perpetuate. Yeah. So Mary, how do we commit versus try? Yeah, big difference. So in order to actually commit to something versus try to do something, first we need to plan ahead. You may have heard me say that before. Um, So before you jump into that next challenge, diet, gym membership, or online course, do yourself a favor and make a plan. Take some time to think ahead of time about what your reason is, what your obstacles will be, and what your plan for execution is. So first, you need your why, and we've talked about this before, or your compelling reason. So a compelling reason is a very strong reason that does not give you an out. Uh, When Keith was talking about chicken exits before, right? There's (laughs) lots of outs when you're just trying. A compelling reason doesn't give you an out. So what if I told you that if you did not follow through, then you need to give me $100,000. Oh, shoot. Follow through? I don't think I'm going to get that $100,000 because I'm pretty (laughs) sure you're going to follow through. What if I told you that your child's life was on the line? Would you follow through? I'm pretty sure you would. Yeah. Um, So I was thinking about uh, 
you know, compelling reasons. And I was thinking about those action movies, right? Have you ever seen one of those action movies where someone is held hostage or someone's been kidnapped? Um, I had the, the movie Die Hard kind of come into my head, right? So like the parents in those movies, they don't, they don't try. They take every action possible to get the outcome that they want. Shattered glass in the way. Oh, well, they rip up their hands. Elevator and stairs are out. Guess we're jumping. Men with guns, jumping from moving vehicles. Nothing is going to make you just give up, right? You do whatever you can. There's no trying. They just, everything that they can do all the way till the end. Yeah. Um, so think about that next thing that you'd like to try. Do you have a strong, compelling reason to follow through? So if not, take some time to come up with one. The next thing to think about is whether or not you even believe that it's possible. And this sounds, you know, pretty obvious, but if you don't believe it's possible, then how do you think you're ever going to succeed? Your mind is always going to get in the way of follow through. So take some time to decide if your goal is even possible, right? Maybe you don't have evidence in your own life. You've never done it before. Is there any evidence that it is possible for you to complete your goal? So in order to really believe, you should spend some time imagining what it will be like when your goal is complete. Get to a place where you believe that you can earn that amount of money, you can build a healthy eating or exercise habit, or you can learn that new skill. Next, take the time to map out your plan. How long is it going to take? Ask yourself if you're being reasonable or if you're setting yourself up for failure. I've done that so many times. I'm going to do it in a week. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now, even though I have 16 other things that I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Sure. So be realistic with the time that you have to put available. And once you set a time frame, decide what steps need to be taken in order to get there and then put it on a calendar. Be really specific about your steps. As you're imagining your goal being completed and mapping out your plan, take a moment to recognize and notice what obstacles come up for you. If you can make a plan for each of these before you even start, your possibility of success will skyrocket. Notice what will make it seem hard to continue, including the thoughts that you have about your goal, and make a plan for each and every one. That sounds like a lot, but we're talking about finally getting success on something that you've been trying for a long time. Yeah. Um, so here's an example. I was just thinking about this the other day. Recently, I have uh, decided that I finally want to learn how to do a handstand. And I have spent years, I can't even, like I've thought about this so many times over the years. I've spent she years has. desiring <laughs> this goal and trying. Um, and I was thinking back, Kisa, to, um, do you remember our, uh, our CrossFit competition where yeah. it was like oh, the second workout, the handstand, handstand push-ups. Push yeah. <laughs> I remember that years ago. And I was like, I'm going to learn how to do it. That was so long ago. I still haven't learned. Yeah. Anymore, right. Because I've been trying, <laughs> I, you know, so I found myself wanting to try again. Oh. But then we were setting up for this podcast and I realized that there's no way I'm ever going to reach my goal with the current mindset. I'm just going to keep doing the same thing. So in order to meet this goal, I'm going to have to stop researching how to do handstands, <laughs> handstands, watching videos of people doing handstands. I'm going to have to commit to action. I'm going to have to stop waiting for somebody else to make a group, which is the last thing I was like, somebody make a group. So you'll <laughs> tell me to do handstands. Um, I'm going to have to stop trying and start doing what I know will get me to be able to do a handstand, which is literally just practice doing handstands. It's fairly simple thing. And I've been 
quote unquote, trying for a long time. Um, so when, when I first think about that, right, about doing handstands regularly every day, all kinds of thoughts come up. First is the doubt that I'm going to be able to follow through because I haven't practiced regularly yet. So it feels unbelievable that I could do it in the future. I don't mm-hmm. know what doing a freestanding handstand feels like. So that goal seems impossible too. I don't have the arm strength yet and I'm afraid to fall over. So all of these are obstacles that come up immediately that I can address. But first, I have to have a compelling reason because otherwise, why, why stand on my hands? <laughs> True. Um, so my compelling reason, right? I've proven to myself that I could be semi-flexible after doing years of yoga. I've been really excited about that. I always thought I was totally inflexible. In fact, I told a yoga teacher that recently and she was like, um, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, you're kind of flexible. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh, thanks. Uh, so I'm really excited about that, right? Like I finally got some flexibility and I surprise myself when I look in the mirror in class. And then recently I hurt my wrist and I've had many injuries over the years. And I realized that my body is not getting any younger. So if I'm going to do this, something I've wanted to be able to do for as long as I can remember, it's just going to have to happen soon. If I keep waiting, there will never be a time. Another injury could happen and then it might be too late. So might as well, right? Now's the time. I figure now or never. Um, so next I need to actually believe it's possible. So how do you do this if you've never done it before? So I have to kind of have to start with the evidence that I do have, right? If I take examples from other people, I see that other people can learn to do handstands, even if they've never done one before. I have done a handstand against a wall, so I have that evidence that I've gotten close. I have arm strength and the ability to get stronger, and I've learned to do other things that I couldn't do before. Like I was able to learn how to do pull-ups and weightlifting exercises that I had never done before. So I have the experience of like learning to do a new thing. So I kind of mm-hmm. list out all of the, the evidence that I do have, even though it's not specific to doing a handstand. Um, so I can believe it's possible, even if it will be a new experience, I have evidence that I can build a skill. And then last, I got to map out my plan, right? Because with all of that, I've got a good reason and I've thought about all like some of those obstacles and now I believe I can do it. But if I don't have a plan, I'm just literally not going to do it. Um, so I found a whole bunch of challenges, right? I did, I've been doing research for a good, you know, 30 years, um, and all of the research says basically the exact same thing, which is do handstands consistently for X number of days. <laughs> That's it. That's the big yeah. secret, like practice doing handstands. Um, so I'm just choosing a hundred days. There were like a hundred day challenges. There were 28 day challenges, but I'm just choosing a hundred cause I like that number. It's just doing a handstand a hundred times, one, one handstand on all of those days. Um, cause if I just show up and do handstands, I'll get stronger and I will learn how it sounds simple, but, uh, now I need to address the obstacles that come up. So one obstacle is that I don't have a set time and place to do them. Um, which doesn't seem like a big obstacle, but I know all of you out there, like if you don't have a time and place set up, you're not doing it. Neither am I. Right. Yeah. So I need to find a spot and, um, and pick a time that I'm going to do handstands every day, no matter what. And I think that's over in my living room. I have like this spot against the wall. So I'm going to get up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
another obstacle is that I'm just not going to want to do it on some days. I'm going to think that I don't feel like it, that I can do it later. Skipping a day doesn't matter. All of those thoughts are going to come up. Um, And so I need to get ahead of those obstacles by doing work on those thoughts because they're not true, right? They're just thoughts that I'm having about not feeling like it. So doing the work on my thoughts every morning or in the evening before I go to bed, knowing that this is something that I want to do. Um, and then I'm also not going to shame my or punish myself if, uh, if I miss a day. I'm just going to do the work and get back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I speak about doing handstands, I'm going to use the language that I am commit to it. And that in 100 days, I will be able to do a free standing mm-hmm. handstand and that I can't wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. Awesome, Mary. I would like some video so I can see it. Yeah. And, you know, now that uh, it's on the podcast and it's been announced, that's even more to my compelling reason, right? Yeah. I don't want to look like a fool. I just announced it. Right. We're doing it. People want to know. 100 days. They have it marked on their calendar already, I'm sure. Yeah. It's one way to add to your compelling (laughs) reason, honestly. That's why I think why people... Um, announcing, right. Announcing that I'm going to do yeah. something or posting videos just adds to your compelling reason. Cause you're like, Oh, I told people now I got to do it. Yeah, for sure. Once you put it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mary. Thank you for sharing your handstand goal and the process you're going through to commit to learning how to do a handstand versus just trying to do a handstand time. And I've, yeah, as you know, Mary and I have known each other for years and I have known that she's wanted to do a handstand for years. A very long so. time. <laughs> I want to see it, Mary. I want to yeah. see it done. Video footage. <laughs> It'll be coming soon. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Mary. So when we commit and stick with something, no matter what, there are most likely going to be some uncomfortable feelings that come up. You have committed to getting up 15 minutes early every morning to start a meditation routine. Mm-hmm. So you're all fired up and ready to go. You have your alarm set early and you have a meditation spot set up. The first couple of days goes amazing and you're starting to feel the benefits of the new mindfulness practice. You are starting to get the hang of this new routine until one morning you're just not feeling it. You got to bed late because of a sick child and you are so tempted just to hit the snooze button. And you think, you know, those extra 15 minutes of sleep are priceless and you'll need them to have energy for the rest of your busy day. And you know what? You'll just get back to the new routine tomorrow. Now, this is where the uncomfortableness comes in. And this is where we must remember our commitment. You want to sleep the extra 15 minutes and you tell yourself that you need the extra sleep because you were up late the night before. And this is creating chatter in your mind about not getting up early and you make excuses. And just know that this, like this chatter going on in your mind and this wanting to make excuses is just your lower brain talking because it loves to do what is easiest. So, Don't worry, we are designed to do what is easiest as we want to conserve our energy in case there's a famine or we need to run away from a wild animal. Uh, The only thing is that there's no wild animal chasing after you and you have plenty of food in the fridge to feed the family for a good week. Mm -hmm. So 
This is where you follow through on your commitment no matter what. Recognize that this feeling is uncomfortable and that it is part of the process. Uh, developing a new habit or making changes are not going to be comfortable. Because remember, our brain likes to do what's easiest, it likes to do what's familiar, and you are challenging your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's going to challenge back. It's like a, you know, a two-year-old or yeah, a teenager. It's like a toddler. <laughs> uh, toddlers and teenagers, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it's just when they're toddlers, they're really cute and, you know, it's a little more. Teenagers don't so much. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really gone to the teenage part, but yeah. Uh, so there, there are going to be times when it's extremely uncomfortable, and this is when you know you embrace the discomfort and stick with your schedule no matter what. Yeah. Uh, when I started realizing that I was eating emotionally, I wanted to stop it. I knew that I wasn't only eating because I was physically hungry, but because I was eating emotionally. I was emotionally hungry. I was trying to avoid or buffer from an emotion that was uncomfortable and that I didn't want to feel. The food made the uncomfortableness of the negative feeling go away temporarily. I began to realize that I needed to address my emotional eating and my relationship to food as it was unhealthy. Like I could see this is not healthy. So I started allowing my feelings and not reaching for food unless I was truly physically hungry. I learned to tell the difference between my physical hunger and my emotional hunger through cues my body gave me. And when I started allowing and processing my feelings without food or any other type of buffer like Netflix, internet, I was extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Very uncomfortable, guys. Um, and it would have been so easy to just give in and eat the food, right? But I needed to embrace the discomfort and remember my commitment that I had made. My why. So why did I want to stop eating emotionally, remembering this and knowing that I wanted to feel comfortable around food and not have food be in control of me? And I wanted to teach my daughter healthy eating habits, help me to commit and not just try to end my emotional eating. Yeah. So it will be uncomfortable, my friends, but know that that's part of the process and it will get easier, believe me. So like addressing my emotional eating, it's something that I do all the time, but it gets a lot easier and, you know, not as frequent as when I first started. So, Keith, are you saying that in my quest to do handstands that I might be uncomfortable at times? You will be uncomfortable. <laughs> it will be uncomfortable. Like like you said, you don't know what it's like to do a freestanding free handstand. And so, like, that feeling, like, when you get up there, that's going to be uncomfortable. It might freak you out. It might be uncomfortable. I might be uncomfortable yeah. um, in the morning when I'm, like, I'm supposed to be doing handstands and I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're like, I don't want to do it. And yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. Bummer. But just know, <laughs> just just know that no. it's part of the process. And it's just like, my brain. Yeah. And when you do that handstand, you're going to want more of it, believe mm-hmm. me. Because it's fun. Handstands are fun. I know. They look so fun. I'm going to do it. Yeah. 
I'm ready. Yeah. So thanks, Kisa. Thanks for talking to us about your emotional eating and your process of getting through that. And uh, we're ready to give you our five tips. Yes. Our five tips to commit to success instead of trying. Um, So number one, we talked about earlier, create a compelling reason, right? Is your reason, Mm -hmm. is your why strong enough for you? And that's different for everyone. Um, You know, for me, putting it out into the world and saying that I'm going to do it is strong enough because I think I don't want people to to judge me for not doing it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a good compelling reason for me. And also to finally get it done because I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Um, So figure out what your compelling reason is for doing that next thing. Awesome. Our next tip for you is, or step, um, would be to believe your goal is possible. So first make sure your goal is possible. So I think um, a lot of people, when they want to lose weight, they want to lose it like right now. Right. And, you know, understanding, like making that goal possible so make sure it's something that's doable. But then also, you know, there's going to be, you're going to have a ton of thoughts that come up as far as like why you're going to convince yourself that it's not possible. So look for evidence that it is possible mm-hmm. and believe, create these thoughts that it is possible and believe that it is possible. Yeah, because it is. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, tip number three is map out your plan and, um, you know, that it thousand times that planning ahead is super important, right? Knowing if I'm going to do a hundred days of handstands, like what is the hundredth day from today and where am I going to write it out and where am I going to do it? And mapping out all of those different steps and being as specific as possible is going to help me be successful. And tip number four is to look for obstacles. So when we look at, it's kind of like planning ahead, right? Mm -hmm. When we look for those obstacles ahead of time, we can address what we're going to do about the obstacles. Um, And, you know, know that obstacles will come up and having a plan as to how to, how to address them and get over them or through them will greatly, you know, increase your commitment. Yeah. Instead of being surprised. What? Right. What? What is this? (laughs) We can think of it. Yeah. And then number five, very, it's unfortunate, but be willing to be uncomfortable. You know, if you have a really good compelling reason, then this discomfort that you're going to feel because you are just not feeling it a certain day, or there's some actual like physical discomfort, like learning something new, um, or it's just new and different. And sometimes change is uncomfortable. But if you have a good compelling reason, Um, you know, be willing to get through that discomfort in order to get that success that you're going for, right? Stop trying, be willing to be uncomfortable and, and get to it. Commit. Yeah. Yeah. Be uncomfortable and do it anyway. Right. Comfortable and do it anyway. I love it. Yeah. And we of course left the, you know, the last tip to be a really positive one. So we're going to leave you on a really positive note with, be willing to feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's what we got for you guys. We just want you to know, we want you to know what's in store. We don't want any surprises. I know. Well, I think it's so important, right? Like we, we, we commit to something really 
that's been so difficult for a really long time. And then we're like, oh, it's uncomfortable. And something's gone very wrong. And that's like, no, yeah. it's supposed to be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, yeah, you're doing something that's new. Why it's, that's why it's, you know, cool. And it's going to be, it's going to mm-hmm. be such a win when you finally do it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, all right, friends, giving you our five tips. That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for being awesome as always and listening in. Definitely tune into our next episode. We're going to talk about food obsession and it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to know more about us uh, or if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. Um, you can also contact me, myself, Mary, at my website at www.maryalicepreston.com. That's M-A-R-Y-A-L-Y-C-E-P-R-E-S-T-O-N.com or Kisa at her website at www.kisaamaro.com and that is K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. So definitely come at us with your questions and comments. We like to know. Come via Facebook, Instagram, in the comment section below in our uh, in our websites. We'll definitely answer your questions and we will probably make a web podcast just for you. Sweet. Yeah. Bye, friends. <laughs> Bye.